0: Oh, you, oh, yeah! You could be yourself.
1: Yeah, let's.
0: This podcast isn't for you. It's for so our can listeners. I it's for your
1: hosting too. Ab- in this podcast? Oh,
0: bring it. Okay. Just pull out, pull out, a, pull out your handy uh-huh. dandy notebook. Is your three going to be okay. Start, that? start writing some things. Oh, dang, dude! This just got so spiritual. She brought the. You, you brought the enneagram into this. I didn't know you were that deep into your sanctification. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Legible Church Podcast, where we help churches focus on clarity, transparency, and targeted communication. That was pretty good. Was that excitable enough for you, Justin?
0: I think it was pretty good. I like that you came in from a laugh.
1: Oh, and yeah. It made you just, people feel you good. just kept it
0: going. Exactly. Thank
1: you so much. My name's Mariah. I'm here with my good buddy, Justin. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it's just me this time, no Dex. No so Dex. We've gone from uh, Dex and I being uh, some of Mariah's top 50 men in her life to not that Now some of her closest friends. And now Dex is out of the picture. And, and I'm just uh, hanging out here as a good, good buddy. Good buddy. Okay, Maria, your dad was a pastor. Yeah. My my grandpa was, we didn't have pastors at our church. We had a preacher because it was a specific name, but we also had, (laughs) we had, listen, I'm telling you, the elders at our church could go on and on and on about why having somebody called a pastor is a wrong thing to do for spiritual reasons or I don't, I just thought it was weird. Anyways, we would have, we had ministers and deacons and those guys would get up and talk all throughout church service. I did were you ever in a wedding as like a little kid? You oh, were, yeah. You were probably a cute was, little girl, yes. like a flower girl. Yes,
1: I was. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was a yeah. ring bearer.
0: And I remember mm-hmm. um, let's see, I was probably eleven. Now nah, I don't know. That's probably too old to be a ring bear. Anyways, I was <laughs> no, at the age I was at the age where I was don't. still really cute. And but I also knew just a little bit about life. Which well, you knew is how gonna to walk sense. down the
1: aisle, which is no, helpful. That's right.
0: Okay, I remember that I was a ring bearer in this couple's wedding. Her dad was an elder, and his dad was like a deacon or something. Not as cool, but Still moving in the right direction for the, for the Yeah, moving, moving in the right direction for the Lord. The
1: importance of roles.
0: They, so these guys, they get married and then they come back, probably, I don't know, like three months later. Well, they've been there the whole time, but like three months later during announcements, whoever's up there, like the song leaders are getting done, leading us and singing, starting to make all these different announcements, you know, this class, this. Grief share thing or whatever is happening, and then he says, "Oh, and we want to. And we'd also like to announce that Brenda and whatever her husband's name was are pregnant." Like that was an announcement they made during church, and I just I remember sitting in the pews
1: in, in church. They announced that.
0: Yeah, it was like a smallest church. Like you
1: share, oh, you yeah, share their things. personal. That's but, cool. But the
0: thing I remember looking around the room and being like, "What? Why are they? Si-? This? We just told the whole church they those two people had sex."
1: And oh, you thought that as an eleven-year-old kid. Well,
0: well, maybe I was. I don't know how it was, but I just was. I remember literally freaking out. My grandma was rubbing the back of my neck like a good grandma does to a young son in church, and I was like, "Grandma, stop touching me!" Because sex just, <laughs> sex just got mentioned. Looking, looking around the auditorium, being like, "Why is no one thinks it's a problem?" Did you ever have?
1: Oh my word! Did they do that stuff at uh, <laughs> no.
0: Pastor Price's we church? Didn't,
1: we didn't have. Um, we didn't have hosts. It what, was a new concept. This is a cool concept to what think it, about. How did
0: it, what do you mean? You didn't have a host? They no didn't. One the worship
1: in, leader did a call to worship at the yeah, beginning. I
0: think this was the worship leader.
1: Yeah. They so, had announcements
0: and stuff, though, right?
1: No, actually. No announcements yeah, my up? dad's church did not. And anytime they did say anything, it would it would be him at the end of his message. Yeah.
0: Wow. Walter, yeah. getting out there. Yeah. Out there, getting it done, dude. Props to Walter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very impressive. If you guys don't know this, Maria, Maria Price's dad, Walter Price.
1: Oh my! Been word. out there
0: getting some big He's things done. He's a great
1: guy. We love him. Yeah, <laughs> I did host once, and I totally messed up. And so, in the middle of it, I turned around and said, "I'm going to do this again." So I walked back, and then I walked back out again, and I started over, and everybody cheered. It was great.
0: Like they believed in you.
1: Yeah, I can do this. They, can, you can do this, Maria.
0: That you can. And look yeah. at and and look at here you, know, you are. You taught me here to host. You are host. now piloting, a, yeah, piloting Yeah, you taught, a, a, taught me to host. Well, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Speaking about hosting in church, what is the role of the host, Justin?
0: Well, hold on. Let me just say this: there's actually not a lot that goes into it. There's only three things. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just like three real, Be exciting, basic, obviously, easy things. Get the
1: energy up. Okay, Thank so you.
0: if you're if you're following, if you've been following along with some of our legible church vision here, maybe killing announcements. Uh, ooh, ooh, maybe you've gone all the way through and killed some. Killed some series. We actually got a podcast. We got a Dex and I got text messaged right after our last episode. We recorded. Uh, somebody was killing series in their church. <gasps> brave, brave man. Yes. I love it. Keep moving we forward. Met, we Keep met with the
1: church uh, just two weeks ago who said, we listened to your podcast on stop making announcements. And that very Sunday, we stopped making announcements in service. Oh, damn. And it was awesome.
0: Good job. Good job, folks. And then they were like. They're probably listening right now. So yeah. we commend you.
1: And then you they were like, okay, but how do we get information out? And we're like. We would love to come talk to you. About <laughs> that's that. right. That's, that's
0: what we did. Okay, so if, if if you're walking through this process, you're gonna have some. You're gonna have people on stage, right? Not beside your pastor, whoever it is that's teaching and sharing the message and the sermon for the weekend, and anybody who's speaking from stage uh, on behalf of ultimately the Lord. You know, uh, during church, I just assign that to the role that that you're hosting in that particular moment. It's easily most easy to think about. The role of a host when you're throwing parties, and Marie, you're a party throwing extraordinary. Thank you so much. Yes. very good at these things. I'm i I'm planning on hiring you for my fortieth. to, to plan Oh my gosh! It, put it all I already know what me. I want to do. Then it's going to be so awesome. I can't wait. And I. I know that because you're a great host. But the role of the host essentially is to obviously curate the experience of all the guests who are coming in there. Right. But then also not just meet and greet the guests, but connect them. To the experience yeah, right to the so we have people right. showing up to your party you want to make sure that they know mm-hmm. hey here's how you get drinks here's where the food is here's what's going on if you've got somebody that's going uh that's just showing up for the first time and maybe they don't know a lot of people but you really like mm-hmm. this person right the role of the host is to is to get them connected to other people right. at the party so that they feel welcome so that they mm-hmm. feel a part of what's going on and ult- ultimately the host that you're trying to curate a really great intentional experience and connect people uh, to one another through that process. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the role of anybody that jumps on stage during the weekends uh, at a church service that's outside of the, the the regular teaching pastor. And one of the things where I realized, man, we, I think somebody needs to do some kind of training. We need to get intentional with this, was I went, I went to a wedding actually with a bunch of the campus pastors uh, for the church that we were serving on staff at. And we all sat at this table and the DJ, it was a beautiful wedding. One of the campus pastors officiated for like this young adult couple in our church. And then we switch over, we get down into the reception and the DJ, he goes, you guys, I just want you to know, this is my very first wedding that I've ever hosted before. And I was like, (laughs) you know what? You didn't, number one, you did not need to tell us that because we can tell. Yeah. Based on how <laughs> not seriously you're taking this moment, he's getting ready, right, and then he goes before intru- literally before introducing the bride and the groom, he pauses and makes a joke, t- starts talking about the Dodgers because there's oh. a Dodgers game going on. This guy oh, was absolutely absolutely clueless, just yeah. did a horrible job. But he had a microphone, so everybody's paying attention to him, yeah. and just literally, it felt like he felt like he was flushing the night down the toilet and dragging us all there with him. And we're like, hey, we need to get serious about thinking through what do you got to do when you're when you're have a microphone in your face mm-hmm. and you're hosting and yeah. we brought that down we've got that listed in three key ingredients for hosting well the number one humility number two energy mm-hmm. number three clarity
1: mm-hmm.
0: in this i don't think this the order matters at all do you
1: no i don't okay That's so fun. let's
0: choose your own adventure you want to pick one where should we go
1: also justin just so you know you have made a case for me that hosts are one of the most important um, elements to have in your service. Not because it's Mm not, um, not because that having a microphone is important, but, helping people through the experience is important. Absolutely. And I've seen it really transform a worship experience. Totally, People know what to do, all that kind of thing. So I'm excited to talk about this. So let's go with—
0: Okay, well, can we talk about humility? Because what you just said about the microphone, th- this is the thing. I think so many people get this wrong. Somebody comes up to—maybe maybe, maybe you're just going to do announcements because that's how your church rolls. This is You still have an opportunity to think intentionally about connecting people. But the problem most of us have is as soon as we are handed a microphone— We think we're a big deal. And now Mm -hmm. it's about us. This is our moment to shine. And one of the most important things I think that we can do in, in if this is the only thing you get from listening to this particular podcast episode, take this and run with it. But when you've got a microphone, I want you to think of that as being a symbol that you are the least important person in the room. This is what that DJ got wrong at that wedding that mm-hmm. he was hosting the reception for. He had a microphone, and that meant that he could control the experience of everyone. And he was using that to make himself feel comfortable. Yeah. He was using that to share things uh, that were important to him. But what he forgot was, hey man, literally not a single yeah. person here cares about you. Yeah. Like, there's we're the only, the only person that cares Two about you is like the father of the bride because he's got to write a check at the yeah, end of this night. Like, and he up, just, yeah, exactly. And this is this is horrible. When you've got when you've got a microphone and you're on stage and you're up there communicating, it's, it needs to be a reminder you're the least important person in the room. You know, uh, when we talk about hosting, hosting is not about you. When you're making, even if you're making announcements, which we don't think you should do, listen to that podcast episode. This is possible. We've been helping churches through it. Even if you're up there during the time of announcements, you are hosting the experience of the people in that room and hosting Mm -hmm. is about everyone who's come in that, into that room. It's about the people that are sitting there in the pews. Mm -hmm. You know, I had this experience where Maria, you have a big, beautiful, godly family. Okay. I do. Congratulations to your parents, Pastor Price. Thank you,
1: Walter and Janet.
0: Exactly. That's not the case. That's not the case in my family. We have so, we have like this hodgepodge of family uh, through divorces and remarriage and all these other things. And there's a, there's a whole section of our family that they're, they're not just like not believers they are kind of like, anti the church people so like when they're going to plan the father's day events or whatever it's going to be it's going to start earlier um, i maybe that's just because they're pre-gaming before all the church people get there and i and now all of a sudden i'm like you know what you're i think i see in. what they're doing yeah that makes a little more sense but there's this whole chunk of the family that all, that is really really kind of anti-church and they they have some good reasons but mostly they're just not a bunch of great reasons but one time um they're I was hosting services and I was getting ready to walk out right at the beginning of our first service on a Sunday morning. We'd already had two Saturday night services. We're getting ready to host three times and I walk out there and I've got in my head, I've got the script. I know exactly what I'm going to say. I know why I'm going to welcome people here. I know the thing that uh, we're announcing this weekend, why I want everybody to know about this, the call to action that I'm going to give. And as I was walking out there in the very front row, right smack dab in the middle, I see a family. And this is a family who is uh, in my family, right? I see a 19 year or maybe he's a senior in high school and it with his mom and his his stepdad sitting right smack dab in the front row. And as I had about five seconds to walk from the back of the stage to the front of the stage before the lights popped on and my microphones turned on, on, about a, a, a zillion different things ran through my mind. First of all, I could not fathom that these folks would ever, 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 ever want to visit a church for any reason. Hmm. So the only possible thing that made sense to me was something horrible. Some extreme uh, challenge or Hmm. tragedy must have happened in their life this last week. If they would turn, exactly. If they would would be sitting here, and not just sneaking in the back, if they're right smack dab in the front row of this room that holds a couple thousand people Something must have happened. And in that five second journey, all of a sudden, I no longer cared about the things that we needed to communicate as a church. I didn't care about the call to action anymore. All I cared about was getting rid of anything that I could possibly get rid of that would get in the way of their experience and potential opportunity to hear from God in a real, deep, and meaningful way. Ultimately, if 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 the church is functioning properly somebody like that is showing up every single sunday every every church across america we've got visitors we've got guests who are mm-hmm. showing up right and and someone maybe maybe they're not in your church but there's somebody out there behind every new guest that's been there's like a grandma or an aunt or for mm-hmm. me a weird step cousin who's been praying for them who cares about these individuals and is desperately hoping to see them join the family of God through the church and when we're hosting, the, the thing about humility is, is recognizing it's not about you. It's about doing whatever we can to eliminate the distractions in the experience so that our friends and family have the best possible mm-hmm. chance of connecting with God. It's yeah. all about prioritizing them and their experience over whatever it is I would have hoped to communicate. And, or, mm-hmm. That's why we say, it, when you as soon as somebody hands you a microphone, if you're going to host, you need to remember it's not about you. It's not your time— uh, to shine. It's not your time to share your spiritual thoughts. It's not your time to um, talk about how much your small group mm-hmm. has made a difference in your life this last week, unless mm-hmm. that's a part of what's going on. Yeah. This is your time to serve, uh, it, it, to create an environment that supports the, somebody attempting mm-hmm. to connect with God. Right? That's what everybody yeah. does when they show up to church. The reason they're there yeah. is they're trying to connect with God.
1: Don't you think, too, humility requires preparation? Just the humility to prepare and think about and consider the audience as you get there instead of just being the fun, you know, personality guy who steps up on stage and is like, blah, you know.
0: Maria, I want to hug you. You, This is not on the list at all, but you could not be more, tr- more right. <laughs> humility requires preparation, right? It, it requires you saying, in order for me to do mm-hmm. my job well— right. and and, and to serve you, I need to make sure I really mm-hmm. truly understand. I can't tell you how many times yes. I've walked into a church experience and you see someone up there with a list of announcements or reading, yeah, reading notes reading off it. a note yeah. card and going down the list and saying, well, mm-hmm. it's, and 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 literally communicating. This is the first time I've ever experienced this information. When I used to host the weekend services, even though I've, I would do five services on a weekend, I would do it, what, 40 to, you know, 45, mm-hmm. 50 weeks a year, um, host uh, countless times, man, I would still spend like an hour and a half every single week trying to prepare Mm -hmm. for this moment we've done thousands and thousands of times um i don't know how to do math so somebody out there that's like a your church financial officer is probably not thousands of times but i did it a lot a lot of of times right yeah the ability the 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 humility to say i'm going to take time out of my work week out of my volunteer hours out Mm -hmm. of my family schedule and i'm going to make sure that i'm going to get prepared for this you know one of the things i used to do is i would drive to church on the weekends separately from my family just I mean, mm-hmm. I hated that, so but that one of the key reasons was mm-hmm. having the quiet time. Yeah. And I would literally just walk through the my messaging points. I would just say them out loud uh, several times over by the time I got there. Mm-hmm. I'd, I would do a welcome. I would do a call to action. I would do a call to offering if mm-hmm. needed, whatever it was. So by the time I get up there on stage, even though I do this every single weekend, even though I was essentially, this was my mm-hmm. a core component of my job, I wanted to make sure that I was practiced, just mm-hmm. like worship members and worship yeah. leaders, practice songs, have mm-hmm. rehearsals. Let's make sure that yeah. I do that as well. That yeah absolutely takes humility you're totally right
1: you know The humility to ask people who know the heart of what a host should be and what you're trying to accomplish and give you clear feedback. I remember you in particular would always be like, how do you think this landed? Like, how did that communicate? You know, what do you think I can improve on? And then when I would host, you did the same thing. Hey, this sounded a little bit too direct. You can ease up on that and then get a little bit more energetic here. It just requires that humility to get better and do well.
0: Totally, Humility, key ingredient and then you're you're teasing at the second most important thing it's almost like you are have been prepared and you know where we're going because <laughs> we're talking about energy energy This is what I was teaching. For those of you guys don't know, right before we were uh, starting this podcast, before we hit record, before we we hit record, I was was not humble. I was teasing Maria. Well, no, I wasn't teasing Maria. I was giving her some honest feedback and saying, hey, listen, we need it. Let's crank up the energy on this one a little bit. Okay. My favorite metaphor for now for thinking about the host as being uh, responsible for bringing energy to the room is Mm -hmm. this idea of a thermostat. When you're a host, your role is the thermostat of the room, not a thermometer. You're not taking the temperature of the room your job is to set the temperature of the room and my favorite way of thinking about this is anybody who's ever walked into their big box hardware store has seen those nest thermostats you know the, they look like little tiny circle dials yes. on the wall those Fancy. things are so clear and simple and obvious mm-hmm. on how to use my you know well she i don't know how old my youngest child is but she's a certain amount of years old <laughs> and since she was able to two like or three. yeah that sounds right and since she was able to like waddle-doddle around the house, she could reach over and grab that dial and crank it, right? It's super obvious. Like, uh, just crank she this thing to the it, right, yeah. and then it turns orange. Crank this thing to the left, and then it turns blue. Th- Listen, what you want to do is think of yourself as one of those thermostats. As you're walking out there, mm-hmm. your job is to crank up the energy, is to help people feel like uh, they're welcome. There's something mm-hmm. awesome going on. Here's, here's what we have, to, we have to remember. Everybody that's walking into the room to the experience that we have is coming from all kinds of different backgrounds right some people just had the the best week of their life right we talked about this before somebody just got a promotion on Friday and they went out and they've been celebrating all weekend somebody woke up on Saturday morning and somebody they love and care about deeply has passed away somebody is celebrating a birth somebody is Mm -hmm. struggling with infertility right every single weekend people are coming in with all kinds of different Mm -hmm. feelings and experiences and what we want to do is figure out how to take our use our our talking our speaking and our presence there in the room and set that dial to where it is that we're going this weekend as mm-hmm. a church. Here's here's what you got to ask yourself when we're when you've connected with the um, the leadership at your church, when you've connected with your pastor. What what is the goal? What do you guys? What do you what's what is happening on the on this weekend? Mm-hmm. What's your what is the pastor speaking and teaching about? Where are we leading people toward? Is this how does the sermon open? Is the sermon going to open with a, with a fun story or is the sermon going to like in church this last weekend, our pastor just came out and he was honest about just some real difficulties that he's been struggling with and wrestling through. And, um, the, this deep introspective path that he'd been taken as he was preparing to speak on forgiveness, right? Mm. Where, where's your pastor going to go? And then it's your job as the host to really be that thermostat. You know, honestly, sometimes, um, when I walk out, when I walk out on stage, I want to have a uh, a lot of presence. And you got to do this. You have to do this more in bigger rooms, right? Every single person that's out there in the room is like sucking energy out of you. So right. the, the more people Pay that you've got to have yeah. out there uh, or the, that you have, you've got to project and communicate even yeah. more energy. But then over the course of the time, maybe you're going to, maybe you're moving into a, your time of call to offering and you're going to share mm-hmm. a really intimate story of a couple who's had their life changed through the work of your church. Maybe you're, um, going to transition out of your welcome and you're going to go into kind of an introspective song acknowledging maybe the, the difficulties and the challenges of following mm-hmm. the Lord. Wherever it is, you need to be able to start and over the course of the tone of your voice um, and the, the manner in which you're speaking, mm-hmm. you need to be able to move somebody from a place of really high energy, enthusiasm, and welcoming. And we're so glad you're here to over the course of the time as you change the way that you speak and lower the tone of your voice mm-hmm. by the time you've been talking for 30 to 60 seconds, You've got yeah. somebody
1: that's something ready you're, yeah. to move
0: into what's next.
1: You're so good at that. I I'm, I think as a worship leader, there's nothing I hate more than a jarring, like overly positive, loud, energetic host right after a quiet moment of singing and a contempl- like, contemplative, oh, like my, presence. Wait, I have some, I have some really good friends
0: who are talking about this at their church. Uh, they came out of you know, you're a worship leader. I don't know one of those songs where everyone's like just saying the same "oh oh oh oh" at the end. Okay, <laughs> hands raised, and then the music cuts out. You know, like when the all the guitars go away and, and then it's just singing, down to you know? like yeah, it's everybody's just so singing. Good and maybe you've got just the key's person and yeah. then it ends and then they told us the camp uh, their campus pastor walked out on stage and this was and the first words from the campus pastor's mouth who was hosting at their church that weekend was Welp, Billy Graham has died this week.
1: That uh, happened to be when I was there. Oh actually. my gosh! Okay,
0: see, this is this is this is literally not being a thermostat for the room. You gotta go. You gotta start where the room is, and you gotta move yeah. them to where you need I to go. I remember
1: seeing an old man who was uh, his head was bowed. He was singing, and then the host came out, and he it was as if he was shocked, like you know, like electrocuted. He just jumped aside like totally. as high as he could because he was so jarred. Okay. You know, so acknowledge. Like, okay. moment and bring people to the next level of energy well
0: this whole thing this whole thing comes back to what you just were talking about the preparation piece right in in order to do this really really well you you have to feel how the worship leaders in your church are inviting the congregation to feel why is the set list planned this this way Mm -hmm. what's the theme of the the songs that they're choosing well well, then you need to press into that honestly this requires a, a deep connection to the holy spirit and the work that um, mm-hmm. is, is going on there. Right. Be, be honestly, really open yourselves up. This requires, um, again, this is why you need to be prepared. This requires mm-hmm. s- both engaging in worship, but then also gauging the worship of the room as well, right? So you have to feel how worship leaders are inviting the church to feel. You've got to get excited about the sermon that your Mm -hmm. pastor uh, or teacher is getting ready to share. And honestly, whatever challenge that your church is pushing people toward that weekend, you need to be personally impacted by that challenge so that you can magnify Mm -hmm. all of those feelings and give everyone else in the room the freedom to go there. Right, yeah. I can't tell you how many times like I've sat through a sermon, maybe the second or third time for the weekend, and have just begged Holy Spirit to like push this into me so that I could connect um, and I could um, uh, be challenged, even though I've heard this before. So that by the time I get up, maybe walking into a call to offering moment, coming out of a sermon, I can be emotionally connected and invested as if I just mm-hmm. heard it the first time. So that other people in the in the room have the freedom. To go there. That's that's part of what this whole thermostat is. If, the, our our ch- churches need someone. This is why hosting is so important. Churches need someone to model and to lead them mm-hmm. in how to respond. Not just yeah. in the challenge, but someone to lead them in yeah. response. Right? And you need, you. Th- this can't be the role of whoever is preaching or teaching on the weekends. Yeah. You need someone else to come and yeah. sit and receive that same challenge and model what it looks yeah. like to respond.
1: It builds trust with the audience so that they're open to what Conversation is happening with God. They're open to the songs. They're open to the message, right? We were just talking about this in my church on Sunday. People were like, "That was a really interesting experience that you guys um, put us, you know, led us through." I felt like I always knew what to do, and I was like, Mm. "That's awesome!" Because they trust, even though some church elements to people who've never been in church before may feel a little weird. If you explain it well, you're, you're easing people into the transition. Um, they trust you and they're taken on this journey um, and they know how to be and how to act and they don't feel uncomfortable so they can actually hear and be open to what's being said. So that leads us to our third right
0: I I actually have one more comment I want to Ooh, share about energy yes. that that I, I'm I was actually as you were talking about that I was reminded of a moment I was doing this training um for some church leaders and there was a, a campus pastor's wife who's attending the training because she she wanted to get more involved um, at their campus and she was going through this uh, the training and we were talking about energy and she stopped me and she asked um you know what if high levels of energy, and I'm not a naturally extroverted person. What if this high level of energy feels really phony to me? Isn't it better to be my authentic self versus versus like faking or manufacturing some kind of energy? I
1: literally asked that question before this podcast.
0: Okay, (laughs) right, exactly. (laughs) And what did I say to you? What I said is this podcast is not about you. Right, exactly. the whole the whole role of hosting is you're here to serve other people. My favorite, the reason that popped into my head was I never answered I never answered this campus pastors wives question. Another person who was sitting in there, um, sitting in in, the, in that particular training, answered and said, "Hey, you know what? I've actually seen you come alive and have this huge level of enthusiasm and energy that Justin is talking about when it when you're when we're in a. Uh, topic of conversation that you have a lot of experience or that you're really particularly passionate about. So the, so the truth around what her experience was is that she has the ability to get excited about content and get excited about speaking when it's something she really, really, really cares about. Mm -hmm. What we have to learn how to do is rewire ourselves. So that's the same level of passion, of excitement that we have about standing on stage, hosting a weekend service, which is why it comes back to
1: humility. That's a really good point. Do you, you know, I notice youth pastors have a certain level of energy when they're hosting and it seems like they're thinking they're in front of the youth group um, oh, instead of yeah. in front of the whole church. What what would you say to that?
0: Well, part of that, part of that is good because you're, you're, you're um, modeling and maybe demonstrating what's going what. The youth, experiences the youth experience is like right, and those yeah. kinds of things, but you you have to make sure that that's contextually appropriate for the right. time. That's right, good- I actually go to like in our church the the youth pastor is an amazing discipling hearted guy and hates being up in front of the crowds so he what he's got to do is he's got to flip the exact opposite stereotypical mode and he needs to bring a high level of enthusiasm and energy to that room because that's what's required to help people get connected and engaged with Mm -hmm. what's going on so he's got to flip that around and honestly it's about it's about paying attention to the context and the goal of what it is we're getting ready Mm -hmm. to communicate So. Yeah, bring a high level of energy really, really, really high if that's important. Now, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things is to get our youth pastors up there on weekends where maybe our call to action is going to be something related to kids, next generation, or whatever. So then that high level of whatever their youth group speaking style Mm -hmm. is. Yeah.
1: They're excited about it. The the youth group members are excited about it. It's totally appropriate. Everybody else is kind of looking in on what's happening.
0: Yep. I think that's really helpful. Okay, you alluded to it.
1: Humility, energy, and then the third one
0: is is clarity. Clarity. And this thing, oh, man, oh, man, this is the most important. Listen, your job as the host is to get people to help them take whatever their next step is, right? So if you're going to welcome people into service, your job is to set them up to engage with the content of the worship experience. If you're doing a call to offering, your job is to set them up to set people up to respond and engage with that giving moment Mm -hmm. if you're doing a call to action your response your job is to lead people to sign up get involved with whatever that specific call to action is Mm -hmm. that means telling them where to go how to go and with what do they need to go right mm-hmm. do, are, do, are we signing up for groups this weekend you can do that you can pull out your phone and you can do that at blah 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 church.com slash groups or the easiest thing you can possibly do right now is walk outside and look for anyone in one of those blue shirts with a name tag that says hello right that's our that's our welcome team or whatever yeah. it is and stop by the bit stop by the the what did that? What's that one church that we were hanging out with? What they call their area? The Gazebo. Stop by the Gazebo. That's where you yes. can go sign up for groups this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what Clarity. So you, you help people by Clarity. You do this by helping our new guests feel welcomed in a context that's going to feel really foreign to them. right? One of the things I always think is so funny is just the way that we do church. Like when else do you get in a room with a bunch of adults— and sit in chairs <laughs> facing the same row, and then like stand and clap and like sing out loud. You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe at a concert or something. Yeah, uh, concerts, not that often. Sports, Ma- games. Yeah, maybe maybe during the seventh inning stretch.
1: A right. Yeah. These
0: outside of the church experience, the things that are so normal to church people and like a regular key vital part of their life mm-hmm. is the weirdest thing in the world to a non church going person. Right. So we need to help them feel welcomed. Uh, that's why we talked about. Um, welcoming people and taking those moments seriously during our episode on stop making announcements. And then the other thing we need to do is prepare people to respond to the sermon, the call yes. to action, whatever, by giving very clear mm-hmm. instructions every single time. You know, one of the things that's so important to me when I when I walk out, after uh, maybe like if you're a host coming out at the very end of some worship songs and you're going to be the first person speaking after the singing, the guy in the, well, Billy Graham is dead moment. Uh, One of the things that's always so important to me is to let people know, Hey, go ahead and grab a seat because I, I, I absolutely feel like I failed when regular church going people start sitting down before the non church going people, because they're standing up because everyone else did, yeah. or they got asked to. And they're as soon as, as right. soon as they see everybody else sit down and know, it's just a reminder to them that they're an outsider. Out place, right. They don't know what's going on yeah. here. And that's the last thing in the world I want someone to experience. So I want to get up there and as quickly as possible say, Hey, Go ahead and grab your seat, right? That's the clarity mm-hmm. that we're that, that yeah. I'm talking about when I say we're looking f- looking to person. try and clearly instructing people what to do. It's yeah. even a, even in this level of minutia, thinking about when do people want to sit up, uh, when do people need to sit down, yeah, all those kinds of totally. things.
1: It's good.
0: Okay, so listen, we're, we we need to stop recording because one of the most important things about hosting is to just stay on time,
1: and no one to land the plane. Exactly. I've heard hosts just really kill it out of the gate and then they're continuing to talk for about five minutes and you're like land the plane land the plane that's uh underprepared yep Mm -hmm.
0: we were perfectly prepared for this particular episode of the podcast which is why at this precise moment i want to say thank you for listening
1: oh yeah so hosts humility energy and clarity go get them thanks for listening to the legible church podcast
0: maybe a little bit more like this humility Energy and clarity. Go get them. Go you see what I'm saying? get them. Yes. That, that, it's not
1: about you. Thank Brent. you for joining us today. It's not about me, and it's not about Justin. It's about you, and you can do it.
0: It is a little bit about my particular preferences. <laughs> though, so don't for, don't forget that. <laughs>